Hi, I'm Amanda and welcome to Self. On this podcast, I share ideas, experiences and have conversations to explore the self. By developing our self-awareness, we can better show up for ourselves and those around us and hopefully all live happier and healthier lives. Today's episode, I am going to share a bit about what it's like to start all over again from the perspective of someone who has started again many, many times. When I was around two years old, my family for my birthday, I think this is a bit of a Vietnamese tradition. I think perhaps maybe the Chinese do it as well. Perhaps a couple of other cultures do it. But what they did was they placed a box of stuff in front of me and they had all these different items to symbolize uh, the path that I would choose. So you're told to pick two items and all this meaning would come from it. So I, I think I picked up something to do with writing, perhaps um, a pen or a notebook and something else. And from there, I mean, although it's something that's a little bit fun, what <laughs> essentially is done, though, is all these expectations and these hopes are projected upon you. So I was told from a very early age that I would be an academic of some kind, you know, that I was going to study and go to university and I was going to do really well in school. And look, to be fair, those things are somewhat true. And from a young age, I think we can all relate to the fact that we're all asked, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And sometimes perhaps it's just asked for a bit of fun and to see, you know, how a child thinks. In my case, it was pretty serious. It's like, what do you want to be? And there's, um, yeah, a a journal entry I think I've shared on an episode before that I wrote in my diary when I was like five or six, six years old or something where I said, oh, I wanted to be a hairdresser, but I'm not allowed. My family says I have to be a doctor, so I'm going to be a doctor. And so this was kind of the expectation that was put on me and much you know, like my family, I think society does the same thing. We are asked to know and to see the path that's laid out in front of us from a really young age. We're expected to have a roadmap of who we're going to be, of what we're going to do, of all these different experiences. And we're supposed to have a vision for that and foresee all of it essentially by the time we're 18. And so this map is supposed to be there. And so, you know, like most of us, you, you, I did, and I think this is what most of us have done, is that you just end up on that path that has been laid out, whether that's been laid out for you by your parents, by the education system that you're in, whether it's, you know, encompasses some of your own hopes and dreams as well. We have this picture that is laid out in front of us. And that was certainly the case for me. I had a whole plan for my life. And I think if you had spoken to me at any point in time before I was 25 years old, I would have had a one, three, five, 10, 20 year plan for you laid out pretty easily it was the only thing that made sense to me and it's what was asked of me. So 
the idea of starting again or starting new was not something I was ever prepared for because why would you have to start again? Why would you have to start anew if you're on the path that you're supposed to be on, right? So, you know, I think the way that we are conditioned to be now in in our current culture and society is that the idea of starting again is pretty daunting. And starting again can look like a career change and an end to a relationship, moving cities or moving countries. It can be pausing whatever it is that you're doing and doing something completely different for a period of time. It can be um, going off and traveling, taking a gap here. It can be starting a new business. It can be closing down a business and starting something else. So, you know, the idea of starting again might bring about different emotions or fears or excitement perhaps um, for us in different ways. And for me, as someone who always had my life very clearly mapped out, I remember coming to a point when I was like, I want to travel. And my whole life, travel was something that was in my heart and I really wanted to do. Um, I always wanted to explore. I wanted to take a gap year, but I wasn't allowed to. And so I knew that um, in my past relationship, the plan was we'd get married and then we'd take a gap year. And it was finally happening. And so for me, that didn't really feel like starting again because it was in the plan. It was still on that same trajectory where I was a lawyer and, you know, starting my career. I worked um, in the firm for, I think, nearly three years or something. I'd been a lawyer for about a year and a half. I was doing well. I had this incredible team, a great job, you know, ticking all these boxes that, you would want to tick, you know, someone in their early mid twenties. This is, I, I'm just going through that list, you know, finished high school, did well, got, in, got into uni, got into the course that I wanted to. I was working full time while I was studying. I was saving money. I was in a relationship. I finished my uni degree, I got engaged, I got married. So I'm just like ticking, ticking, ticking these boxes and really right on that path that I had imagined for myself. And everything is smooth sailing and going as I expect. And then I, you know, my my ex and I decide to make, to leave our jobs and go backpacking for a year. It's meant to be a year. And like I said, we're still on that path. I was still on that path that I was on because my um, workplace granted me leave without pay. And so they were holding my job. Like the plan was that I would go traveling for a year and come back. And then somewhere, you know, along my travels through South and Central America, I start thinking about things. I start stepping outside of this box that I'd been in my entire life. And I start allowing this spirit of adventure 
that had perhaps laid a bit more dormant inside me to come out. This part of me that was always there that just wasn't really allowed or afforded the space to come out. I start um, exploring that aspect of me. And after, you know, perhaps I I think it was maybe seven, eight months or something, I'm thinking I'm not sure that I want to go back to law. And that point was terrifying because that's all I'd ever known was, you know, I've worked so hard, almost like working my whole life to get to this point to be in the career that I set out to do. And actually, real quick as a tangent, I remember bumping into my third grade Italian teacher in a shopping center while I was in uni. And she said to me, you know, when you were a kid, you wanted to do law. What are you studying? And I was like, really? At eight years old, I'd said that I wanted to be a lawyer and here I am studying law. Um, it's not really, I suppose, that surprising to me, but at the same time, it's just like, okay, I, I was, I was just living this life where I was ticking off all these boxes one at a time and, you know, doing what I had set out to do. So fast forward to this point while I'm traveling and realizing actually that perhaps I want to step off this path. I don't think I want to be on here anymore. And what that felt like was incredibly terrifying. I was so scared and I was also confused because there's this mixture of leaning into what feels right when everyone else is telling you it's wrong. You know, looking at the people closest to me, looking at my circle of friends and my family, no one had quit their jobs to travel and then not come back. You know, my friends who had done a lot of traveling would go and then they'd come back and start their careers in a different way or like starting a job somewhere else, but it was pretty much in line similar to what they had done before. Whereas I was really starting to think that I didn't want to go back to law at all and I wanted to keep traveling and I didn't know what that looked like. All I knew is that I wanted to stay on the road um, and obviously I needed a way to earn money to do that. And I was, you know, creating, I had a travel blog. I was making travel videos. I was doing all these things that really wasn't earning me anything, um, but was creating skills for myself and creating what would in the future down the line actually become sources of income later. So yeah, I am faced at that point with this decision, I suppose, of do I do I get off? Do I get off this ride, this path that I've been on for, you know, 26, 27 years and do I actually go and do something different? And the answer was yes. Like, yep, that's what I want to do and I'm just going to start again. You know, the world tells us that this checkbox life offers security and it offers comfort and it offers safety through these things that you're told that you need to accrue, you know, 
typically, especially in the West, for sure, in Australia and absolutely in Asian Australian culture, it's get a university degree, be in a relationship, get married, buy a house, buy a car, have children, maybe upgrade your house, you know, have a stable career in something that is deemed appropriate and we're told that when you have all of these things that you have safety as if none of that can be taken away you know through my travels through my continually starting again in various things something that I've learned is that truly nothing is permanent you know this facade of security and safety that exists in material things is just that it's a facade we have these things that that feel tangible that we can hold on to and so it gives us this false sense that um, perhaps that path is right for us and and it might be I'm absolutely not saying that it's not But I also want to highlight the fact that, you know, inside of us, I think there are moments when we know that something's not right or something's not aligned with us or sometimes even, you know, something that you set out to do, you change. Our desires change. Our character, you know, changes and we grow. And and as that changes, it's okay that the current path isn't aligned with what we truly want anymore. Um, And I think when we're given this like false sense of security and we kind of put all of our eggs in one basket and we say like, oh, I've got all of this, what it does is it kind of just weighs you down to be even further afraid to start again. You know, in the past seven years from when I started traveling until now, I don't, I can't tell you how many times I feel like I've started again. I've started multiple businesses, started new ventures. This podcast is something new. I have gone from, you know, this city lawyer working for the government, working full time, married, um, to divorced, working remotely um, in marketing for a freediving company. I'm a freediving instructor. I'm a yoga teacher. I make podcasts. I have traveled for, for seven years. I've lived in several countries for different periods of time. I go between winter and summer. I spend most of my time doing really awesome and epic things that fuel my soul and my heart and make me really happy. And I'm in a great, healthy relationship. Um, And I'm currently based in Port Douglas in Australia. Two completely different world apart paths that I would have never expected. My life now is absolutely not at all what I imagined seven or eight years ago. I would have laughed in your face if you told me this is where I'd be now. But from that space, 
from where I was in the city in Perth to where I am today, threaded through that journey has been a series of starting over again and again and again and again. And, you know, we're told, I think, that the idea of like quitting or perhaps the idea of starting again can sometimes feel like failure. Um, you know, or it's like, hey, but you've worked so hard to come to where you are. Like, don't, you know, why are you going to give it all up and do something completely different? But there's the idea in economics of a sunk cost. Um, and I'm just laughing thinking about it because it's something that David <laughs> has just loved using so much lately in the past couple of months. Um, but the idea of a sunk cost is like, you know, imagine that you've bought a couple of movie tickets and you go into this movie and it's terrible, right? And you sit there and you go, oh my gosh, there's an hour and a half left of this film and I'm just going to stay because I've already paid for the tickets. And it's like, hold on a second. Like that's a sunk cost. You've already paid for the tickets. Whether you stay or go doesn't change the fact that you've paid. You've paid for the tickets. But are you now going to waste the next hour and hour and a half of your life watching something that you don't want to watch or could you do something more valuable? And for me, you know, whether you believe that we have one life or many lives, this is the only reality that I'm pretty sure exists. <laughs> Conversation for another time. But this is the only thing that I'm pretty sure exists. And as far as I know, this is the life that I get to live. And so rather than staying in something, you know, rather than sitting in that cinema, wasting my time watching a movie just because I've already paid for the tickets, I would rather walk out, start again and do something different with what time I have left, with what I've got left. And likewise, you know, with my career, it was the same thing. It was like, I know that this isn't what I want to do, but I'm not going to choose to stay in this just because I've already spent, you know, I spent the six years at uni. I've spent all of the funds on my degrees and all of that time, like I can't get that back, but I'm not going to choose to continue staying in this just because that was already paid. Like that cost is paid regardless. And I think the same can be said about any aspect of starting a new, you know, whether again, whether that's relationships or a career change or moving countries, like something that I have learned as I've started again multiple times is that it, it gets a little bit less scarier. I don't think perhaps that ever goes away because inherently built into us, we want and have a need for some kind of safety and security, but it does get easier. It does get a little bit less scary. And I think something that I've learned about myself through this journey is how resilient I am to change. That in fact, I am not so afraid of starting again anymore. And I know that regardless of what happens and what's thrown my way, even if it's uncomfortable to have to start again, that I'm going to be okay. And that's such a powerful thing to know that, you know, my sense of security, my sense of safety is truly just within myself. Like I know that at the end of the day, a house is a house. Like that's what it is. It's a building that shelters me and if I can't buy a house I can rent a house and there's you know again probably 
from a place of great privilege because I also know that if I ever really, really needed help, like I'm, I'm so fortunate and blessed to be surrounded by incredible people who would be available to support me. But, you know, truly inside, I know that I can depend on myself to start again and to give things a crack. And hey, if I find, you know, that these things align more with me, it's such an awesome thing. And if I find that they don't, then it's all right. I can let go of that and do something different. And through the last seven years, what I'm finding is that each time I let go of something and start something else new, I feel like I'm stepping a little bit closer and closer to me. You know, it's just uncovering layers of myself and going, yeah, this is something that just so truly aligns with who I am and and I love it. So, yeah, I wanted to share a bit about my experience and I hope that through hearing about, you know, I know it's been a very short episode, but through hearing about my journey in continually starting again that if you're feeling on the fence about something or if you're feeling nervous about ending something and starting something new one or both um that it you know to know that it's okay to feel afraid and to trust yourself and really back yourself you know I think that's such an important aspect is to Make the best decision that you can with what you've got and it's all right if it doesn't work out. I hope, uh, yeah, that this has been valuable to you. Please let me know. Thank you for listening to this episode and for tuning in to the show. Uh, I would really appreciate if you could please subscribe to this podcast on YouTube where you can follow along, rate and review the show anywhere you listen to the podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at self double underscore podcast and at Amanda Latran. That's Amanda L-E-T-R-A-N. You can also support the show on Patreon if you are able to. I would really appreciate that. You know, if you would like to buy me a coffee or something, that's the best place to do it. I don't drink coffee though. Um, and yeah, I release episodes every Thursday. I am so open to taking requests on topics for episodes. So if there's anything that you'd like to hear about, do let me know and I will see you next week. Bye.